Doug Tangden, Worldwide Market Perspective with some economic thoughts. And a windy, gusty, rainy Monday. Good morning, Doug. Yeah, Jack. I'm calling you from my storm location here. We lost power about uh, about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, good winds going on up there. Yeah, yeah, real good winds. I walked outside the door. It looked like a jet. Felt sounded like a jet airplane taking off. Yeah, it's a good one going through the day. What do you have? What are your thoughts? I um, yeah, I just I just get this feeling. If you look at 2024, which is around the corner, hard to believe that. Not going to see a real crash when it comes to recession, but it seems that things are definitely slowing down. Do you concur? Is that going to be the feeling for much of the year? I think we're going to see a slowdown. I think, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I think the Fed got their soft landing. Although I don't think the Fed did it. I think the, the soft landing happened in spite of the Fed, but they're getting the soft landing. We have unemployment under 4% and we have inflation running under three percent right now so to me that's like that's the soft landing the fed was hoping for interesting what else um interest rates housing borrowing money mortgage i mean all that stuff take take a shot at that yeah interest rates are headed lower we got mortgage rates below seven percent and i'll i'll take a quiet exception to dr vick i think he's a great guy but i think um in the, the mortgage rates below seven percent are a good thing, not a bad thing. And interest rates are coming down not because people expect the economy to crash. They're coming down because they expect the Fed to ease. And last week, uh, Chairman Powell said, yep, you're right, we're going to ease next. We don't know when, we don't know exactly how, but we are going to ease. He had a pivot party, and he invited everybody to jump in. Well, again, I think some of the... Uh, analysis I don't understand is people are still, I was talking to a couple recently that spent the weekend in um, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which many people do, and they said even in the off-season, you know, I'm not going to say what brand, whether it was Hilton or Hampton, but an overnight hotel room was, let's just say, closer to five or six hundred bucks than it was 450, and you know, you look at going out to dinner, and a lot of people are still spending and finding the money. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll just say this about now, I don't like to get involved in the politics of this thing, but I think the border is an issue. But from a different standpoint, I was driving up from um, from uh, mid-Atlantic last weekend and it was white knuckle all the way along Vermont. And I, there were no plows out. And I lo and behold, you know, a couple of days later, I looked on the website it's because they don't run the plows between uh, 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. now in Vermont when there's these big storms. And why? Because they don't have any workers. They don't have anybody that they can put on the plows. So I think that that labor supply is going to be increasingly an issue. It's it yeah, we got to have border security. Yeah, I, we don't want bad people over here, but we need workers here. And and that's what's what's driving up the prices at uh, at restaurants and and, and at, at you know these rooms at the Hampton that you stay at, these four-star hotels. Mm. All right, what else is catching your eye on this uh this uh, Monday morning? Well, I'll just say it's not just the Fed that's having the pivot party. Um, every central bank, just about every central bank in the world is looking to ease rates, except for the Japanese, who already have rates at negative. But, but this is a global thing. Interest rates are coming down because inflation is coming down. Inflation is coming down because the cure for high prices is, guess what, high prices. We've had a huge supply response to the problem of high oil prices. You know, it's an undersung thing, but the U.S. is the largest oil producer in the world now, way beyond the Saudis, way beyond the Russians, way beyond the Brazilians. We we make more, we produce more oil than than most of OPEC combined. 
So that's that's a huge victory lap that U.S. oil should should have, and it's uh, we can see it in. Monster gas, Jada. Monster gas at 286 this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. Hey, before I let you go, it wasn't on our talking points, but I want to ask you, Doug Tangden, worldwide market perspective. It seemed that the last, I'd say, bit, more than a year, and J-Dog may have to help me on some of the timetable, but when, what's his name, Friedman got charged in that crypto platform thing that Tom Brady and a lot of celebrities had invested in that kind of crashed, FTX, is it? Um, yep, yep. That sort of put a pall or a negative, even though that wasn't those weren't crypto coins. That was a platform. But you know, crypto in the last few years was sort of starting to grow, especially among younger people. Um, some people had a Coinbase, so they had their wallet and they had a you know they whatever they could, they would buy some crypto or Bitcoin. And then it kind of just in the last year or so seemed to lo- lose its luster, and some of the some of the platforms were feeling the pinch. Just recently, and I'm going to say in the last month or two, and I don't know if it's because of the economy slowing, but I just start to see now stories on mainstream media about Bitcoin is is going up. And 2024, you're going to see more people return to the crypto markets or not. Uh, true or false? Uh, it's true, but it's not because the economy and not because of, of fears of, of Fed confiscation. It's purely because the SEC got their knuckles wrapped. They said the, the court said to the SEC, you can't make up rules. You've got to have real rules, and, and there's going to be a Bitcoin ETF. You already approved one. You can't stop the other ones because you already approved it. And so Bitcoin's coming to an ETF. Ether's coming to an ETF. These are investment vehicles so people can, average people can buy them and put them in their Schwab account. You know, so you're not going to have to worry about some no-name brokerage that you've never heard of that, you know, confiscating your money because there was a hack. You're gonna, it's going to be able to go into a major platform like Schwab, Fidelity, you know, um, not Vanguard, but but uh, some of the major platforms. All right, Doug. Well, listen, I hope you get the power back, Doug Tengden. I appreciate it. With a, He's in the Upper Valley. Thank you, Doug. Jack, you have a great week.